0: You're listening to the Take a Breath podcast with coach Alex Bowman. Hi everyone and welcome to Take a Breath podcast. I'm Alex Bowman and I'll be your host for this and all future podcasts. And today is a great day. Why? Because it's my first ever podcast. I've got a number of coaching clients which I see making huge changes in their lives and it humbles me to see them grow and take ownership. This has spurred me on to actually commit to writing articles that I can put out into the world and potentially help others. But what about those people like myself who aren't great or don't have the time or actually like to read? I do most of my learning through podcasts when I'm either in the gym or travelling to work, so I've created the Take a Breath podcast to cater for those like me. Off the back of that, I want to cater to those that can only spare a handful of minutes for their self-development. So I'm condensing my articles into quick, less than five minute videos so that people can find them on YouTube. They can always then link back to the articles or the podcast for more details. So I'm actually attacking this from three different angles to cater for as many of you as possible. And other than providing some content for you guys, I'm actually getting my own fix. I love to write. I love using technology such as video and photography. So I'm catering for my own happiness by doing something I actually enjoy um, and it helps others. So I guess I'm living the dream. Okay, so that's why I've created a podcast, but why is it called Take a Breath? There's actually a section of my website called The Flow, which talks about my metaphor for coaching and for life. I'm not going to go into it in too much detail, as you can check it out when you have a sec. But basically, it's about how our lives are like us swimming in water. Sometimes that water will be calm and we can chill out in it. Sometimes we'll be swimming against the current. Sometimes we'll be getting our heads smashed against the rocks by waves. But what's actually making those waves, or making those currents, or creating that stillness? And for those of you that are brave enough, it's all about actually taking a breath and diving under the surface to see what's going on. But taking a breath is more than just that. It's also about taking a breath and stopping for a moment. Taking time out of your busy lives and being present, or just listening, or just learning something new. Or just sit in your rubber ring on the surface and relax for a few. There'll be times in your life when it feels like, There's a wave pinning you under the water. But it's actually that breath that's allowed you to hold yourself steady, swim down to the ocean floor, plant two feet and push back through to the surface. And conversely, there'll be times when you see a wave actually coming and you take a breath of excitement, steel yourself with that adrenaline and grab your surfboard to have that ride of your life. Okay, I get it. Too many water metaphors, but it's the easiest way for me to describe it. So that's a ton of whys around the creation of take a breath. Now let's get on with the actual reason you tuned in. The title of the episode, Who Am I? Originally, the idea for this podcast was to give you an introduction to who I am, which you'll certainly get along the way. This was going to cover more in depth about my past and my career, as well as looking at the type of person I am and where I'm going in life, just so that it sets the scene for future podcasts. Then I was hit with a tidal wave of questions in my head. How do we actually know who we are? What determines who we are? Do we actually like what we see? What sort of a person do we want to be? How do we change into that person? How do we actually find our purpose? How do we align that purpose with a career? The list just keeps going on and on. And these are all questions that I've faced and continue to face in my own life. And that's actually the beauty of it. We can change the answers as we have choices. They'll change along the way. It's more about our ability to deal with change in our lives or getting stuck in our comfort zones that stops us from leading the lives we actually want. Many of these questions always surface in my coaching clients as well. Ultimately, it doesn't matter who they are, whether they're the CEO of a major corporate, someone working at the checkout of a supermarket, a parent, a student, whoever. We all have one thing in common. We're all human beings, we've all got our own thoughts, our feelings, our own realities and we're all looking for what makes us happy. There's a weird paradox though between the type of person we become and our happiness. So many people look at happiness as a destination. The typical phrase that I hear all the time is I'll only be happy when... It blows my mind that people put a price tag on happiness. The classic one is I'll be happy when I've made enough money to retire. That may be 30 years from now. So are you saying that you won't be truly happy for 30 years? This type of approach to happiness is extremely common, though. It makes us goal-orientated. It can make us extremely successful in business. It can make us into control freaks, as we're micromanaging everything in our lives to achieve success, to make more money so we can retire with more money. All sounds great. However, you wouldn't believe the people I've either worked with, met or coached that are so successful. They've got more money than they know what to do with, but they're just miserable. They work every hour under the sun, they're so stressed out, and on their days off, if they take them that is, they can't even unwind or socialise or be with their family as they're just burnt out zombies. Let's say they continue on this path. They make a boatload of cash and retire a few years early. Now they've reached their goal. Are they happy? Maybe, for a bit. This is where they expect life to truly begin for them. However, their sole purpose has been to make money and retire, and it's now all done. Am I happy? I've seen it so many times where people become lost after retirement. They go into a tailspin about what to do next as they have no purpose. There's only so much relief nice wine and holidays will give you. So what's next? Now I'm not saying that it's too late as people can discover their purpose and act on it at any stage in their life. I suppose what I'm trying to say is that what can you do today to make your 80 year old self proud? If you were 80 years old full of all your wisdom from your own experience of life what advice would you give your current self? Would it be to continue on the path of stress and work so that you can enjoy the later years of your life? Maybe or would it be something else? I'm sure if you actually ask that question, many of you will get a cliché answer like I did. Al, don't waste your time working in a job you hate. There's more to life than money. Do what makes you happy every day. For me, that was a bloody frustrating answer. My defence mechanisms kicked in with counter-answers such as, it's not as simple as that. I've got a mortgage, a family to support. And then after further thought, what the hell actually makes me happy? And then even deeper, how do I align that with a job? And then I hit the big one. For me to know these things, I've got to know what my purpose is. My tiny brain can't handle this level of questioning. I got super frustrated. I like to work with exacts. I like to know exactly where I'm going and exactly how I'm going to get there. In fact, I actually won't even take a step towards a goal if I don't have a detailed route. So this makes me, holy shit, this makes me a control freak. And even worse, it makes me risk-averse. My previous boss had always said that I was too calculated and it stopped me from taking risks and learning from my mistakes. He was right and this pissed me off. It made me mad. Not for reasons you might think, though. I was mad because I love extreme sports. A random statement, I know, but the tedious link's coming up, so hang in there. Whether it's surfing, wakeboarding, snowboarding, mountain biking... Whatever. If it's a sport with adrenaline, sign me up. I do these sports as they light me up like a Christmas tree. I love the challenge. I love the adrenaline. I love pushing my limits. I love, well, I love taking risks. I didn't realise it, but I was mad at my boss because he trampled all over one of my core values. I perceive myself as a risk-taker because risk-taking allows me to do some of the things I love and that I do for fun. He was indirectly attacking my identity so what now? It was obvious that something was completely out of alignment with my work and my values. I actually felt like two different people. The work version of me, where I was a senior manager, acted important but didn't take risks. Then the real me, where risk-taking was fun for me and I didn't have to put on an act. One of these drained me as I had to put on a suit of armour and act every day. And one was liberating, because it was just the real me. I'd love to say that I was self-aware of all of this happening at the time, but I was totally clueless. I just thought my boss was being a complete arse, and I became more confused than ever. However, around this time, I was given a few meetings with a coach. These meetings were about establishing what I really wanted to do within the company, as there were potential structure changes on the horizon. Ironically, what came out of these sessions was the power of coaching, and that I actually wanted to be a coach and help people like myself. I immediately pitched the idea of me being an internal coach for the company and, well, I landed on my face. However, this didn't deter me. I felt such a pull towards it that I forked out a considerable amount of money to self-fund my own coaching qualification. How's that for being risk-averse? I figured that whilst training to become a coach, I'd find a great deal out about myself along the way and be able to apply it to my own life as well as my clients'. I was very much in the mindset that I'd nail becoming an amazing coach by working on myself tirelessly to be the perfect human before even getting a client. I wanted to walk the walk so that I'd be a shining example to my clients of what people could be if they applied themselves. Do you see my goal oriented mindset popping up and my slight risk aversion? I'll give you a hint. I won't coach people until I have nothing left to be coached on myself and going to my coaching training, boy, was I wrong. We're never the finished article. We'll have great days and we'll have pants days. As humans, we're naturally programmed to be within our comfort zones. In the past, this is what stopped us as early humans getting into trouble. Don't go play with that bear, you know, whatever. However, with those comfort zones comes a strong internal voice of self-sabotage. Don't do that or you'll get hurt. Or in terms of me, don't put yourself out there as a coach until you're a finished article or people won't hire you. The first thing I learnt was that all good coaches have a coach. Again, coaches are humans and we're working on ourselves all the time to be the people that we want to be, live the lives we want to live and hence, also, to serve the clients in the best possible way. I mean, how can we actually be coaches if we're not prepared to put in the work on ourselves? However, the best thing I've learnt about coaching is that people don't need one. And I know this sounds counterintuitive and a bit weird and selling the industry short, but I truly believe that people are naturally creative, resourceful and the whole package. And all the answers to their questions, wants and desires come from themselves. They don't have to look outside for them. The beauty of coaching is actually making people realise this and then showing them how to speed up this process of answering those questions for transformation to take place. All of those questions that I asked earlier at the start of the podcast can therefore be answered by you. They probably just seem like daunting questions as you've never actually taken the time to ask them. Maybe give some of them a try and see what actually comes up. And if you get stuck and want to take it further, then they can always be unlocked through the power of coaching. So, do I have my life all sorted out and am I a beaming ray of sunshine every day? Hell no, just ask my wife. What I have realised though is that life is too short. Again, I know it's another cliche, but through various situations such as becoming a dad or losing loved ones or being unhappy at work, experiencing redundancy, questioning my future 80-year-old self and many other situations life throws at me. I've got a hunger to create a life that excites me every day. One that eventually leads to me earning a living from helping others unlock the lives they want to. And that's my dream. Yours will be totally different and unique to you. Is it easy? Hell no, or everyone would love what they do. Is it worth it? On the days that I devote to coaching, writing articles, and producing podcasts, I love it. It feels effortless. Do I have bad days? Yeah, of course. More than I actually care to admit. There's never enough time, or I'm playing with my beautiful little boy, or he's screaming in my face and stressing me out. The point is that being self aware of what makes you tick and what you really want are the bricks to building a happier life. Remember we're human beings not human doings. Again another cliche I know. We're only around for a blink of an eye in the grand scheme of things. Make the most of it and find a way to enjoy every day doing the things you really want. Don't spend time doing stuff that doesn't interest you or doesn't serve you. This podcast was originally intended to be an introduction to myself but it's grown into something completely different. I'm going to practice what I preach and take a risk that this will serve you in some kind of way. This podcast has kind of evolved and led on to other insights that I wanted to share with you. All I want you to take away from this is that you have a choice. You have a choice about the way you look at everything in your life. And there is a way to have what you want and to be happy now. I stand by the fact that you have inner resources to answer all these questions for yourself. It's just about giving yourself the time and having the courage to actually do it. Or if they seem too daunting, ask these two simple questions. What do I love doing and how can I get more of this in my life? Then act on it. Oh, It could be, oh, I love going for a walk in the woods and the last time I did it was six weeks ago. So maybe you put in your diary that I'm going to do it once a week and all of a sudden we're a bit more of a happier human being. It could be as simple as that or it could be life changing. So if you struggle with these types of questions or want to make a change in your life but don't know how, then obviously the chances are you're ready for coaching. And if you want to know more about me and my approach and background, then feel free to contact me through my website, www.clearwatercoach.com, and I'll be happy to chat with you, obviously. So, that about wraps it up here, folks. Thanks for listening and being part of my first podcast. I'll be back with another episode in a few weeks' time, but for now, breathe easy and have an awesome day.